Listener Production. Like some to die for yogurt on some perfectly soaked burger. Bad boys get all the yum yum. Yes. Yum yum good. Yum yum good. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Well, Alex Dyson, you ever heard of pickleball? Pickleball? No. Yeah. I'd never heard of it either. <laughs> I, until I was chatting with a friend uh, when we were in transit the other day, and she's like, Have you heard of pickleball? I've had like, a pickle back. Well, absolutely, but th- this is completely different. This is okay. Imagine a tiny um, tennis court. Mm-hmm. It's a tiny tennis court, tiny racket that's more like a big table tennis paddle. Okay. And then a weird little, like, yellow or green ball that's kind of like a bit lightweight. I'm imagining it. I'm imagining it. It's basically as if you're standing on a table tennis table. That's (laughs) exactly what it is. Apparently, huge in Noosa. (laughs) I'm serious. They were saying that their their auntie or something plays it a lot in Noosa, and I'd never heard of it. Then I look Sounds up. Sounds like something that Corey Worthington would say to try and pick up someone at a nightclub. Well, it's just, <laughs> you know when you're like, I didn't realise that there were, this was a thing, and now there's like, you know, look at this, 2021, $250,000 grant serves up Australian first pickleball venue. We've got to get Noosa. on this. I so, love looking at, like, unique sports, because I think I could get to the top of this sport a bit yeah, easier than trying to... Yeah, we've still got a chance, you know to, what I mean? You know, be good at tennis or yeah. something. So there you go. If you want to uh, let us know if you've ever played a bit of pickleback. <laughs> pickleball. Pickleball, sorry. A pickleback's a shot, man. <laughs> uh, a nickelball. <laughs> it's the game that everyone hates. <laughs> well, look, it's a very big show today, um, not least of which we've got a pretty big interview with, uh, I would say, the Robinson Crusoe of film. The Last Man Standing. Absolutely. Matthew. Talking about legends. Ah, uh, yeah, this this man is... Uh, this is the opposite of pickleball. This ain't no new trend. This guy has been holding on to the, uh, the baton for a very long time. So we're going to be diving into an interview with him a little bit later on. And Dice, I've had a little bit of history repeating itself, uh, literally, and also... In talkback, when I, uh, I'll share with you a little bit of a sideshow Bob moment that I've had recently. All right, well, happy Wednesday. This is All Day Breakfast. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Well, Alex Dyson, you've ever, have you ever had something just rubbed in your face? <laughs> um, I'm sure I have. Sunscreen, first thing that comes to mind. No, um, I mean what's going on with one of the streaming services at the moment. Have you seen the news that Netflix have announced their new series, Blockbuster, all right, which is a new workplace comedy set at the very last Blockbuster video store in America, is going to be on the Netflix platform, who famously, uh, the reason why there is no Blockbusters anymore. Yeah, and didn't Blockbuster have a chance to purchase Netflix at some point? Because Netflix was a DVD delivery service, mm. and they did start a little bit analogue before going full streaming. And certainly, you know, the thousands of Blockbusters in America have dwindled to just a couple, so a comedy setting one. But it is, I mean, that is pretty raw form for Netflix to come along and do that. It's like it's like if Diver City wrote a song dissing the Wiggles, you know, just taking the mantle yeah, from exactly. the Wiggles as you they know what I mean? go into obscurity <laughs> and Diver City becomes the new number one well, in Australia. Well, look, we thought, well, I mean, uh, uh, when we were discussing this, uh, Link, our audio producer, was saying that um, a small town where he lives still has a video store. 
Mm. And we were like, okay, so they're not completely extinct. Just these sort of big brand ones in Australia, Video Easy, your blockbusters, they're gone. Mm. But there are still the battlers out there, Alex Dice, and the people who are keeping the dream alive. Yeah, who focus on the art form and almost the cultural institution of going around. One of my favourite memories from childhood, oh. going to fish and chip shop next to the video store. Oh, my you God. You order the fish and chips. Talk to me, man. You've got about 10 to 15 minutes to uh-huh. go and pick your video. Yes. Back, you pick up your minimum chips and head on home with your potato cake and you have the best night of your life. Oh. Oh my lord! Well, there is one who still Ooh, carries the I flame. I get a shower after that. <laughs> that was hot. Carries the flame in Melbourne. The final video store in Melbourne is called Picture Search. It's at one three nine Swan Street in Richmond, and the uh, owner Derek Devroit is joining us on the line right now. Hello, Derek. Hi. How are you going? Oh, but great, Derek. And look, we're very excited that we get to chat to you, one of the legends of the uh, analog media game. Can you tell us about? how you came about to be the last video store in Melbourne. Uh, I was a customer here and they were going to close down and it was really comprehensive uh, library. And I was like, you can't do that. You know, they're going to, they were selling everything off. <gasps> and I thought, you can't break up the collection. So I became the new owner as I was customer and then I became the owner. And yeah. this was in the uh, year 20, 2000. 20, so it 20, had- yeah, February 2000, 22 and a half years ago. So even in the year 2000, these video shops were getting out of the game. You came in and purchased the, well, you've got about 35,000 DVDs now in the collection. Um, tell us about your first day on the job when you're suddenly in control of all of this. Yeah, I, I never thought, I don't know, I'm a bit shy, I suppose. And uh, I was like, uh, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, forty thousand DVDs now, um, and a few thousand Blu-ray. Um, there's some uh, rare and exotic titles, and um, some of them you can't get on the internet anymore. So now it's a service to to hang in there. Um, well, I know, tell you make, what, Derek, yeah. the, I I struggle with watching a, a film that I want to watch. I head along, look for it on Netflix, not there. Look for it on your next streaming service, not there. Mm-hmm. Look for it on your next one, not there. It's on the one you don't have. You are sort of the monolith of everything. You can wander down. You've got the lot. Is that one of the advantages you have over streaming? Uh, yeah, I, I yeah, it's, that's well, that is that's it. I guess everything's here. Um, yeah, I guess the list of movies that are building up in the back of people's minds about, oh, that's a movie I want to see again or I haven't seen and someone told me I should see, and that's another one that I can't get on the internet. Um, yeah, so uh, some people are coming in here having seen everything on the, on Netflix and going, um, there's nothing on Netflix. I mean, there is, but <laughs> they've seen it, if you know what I mean. There's nothing... Mm. Well, you, I, want to, I want to watch a movie. I want to watch an artistic film. I don't want to guess whether a handbag is cake. <laughs> right. So okay. That's, that's, a, that's that, a reference to a show. You don't Derek. have streaming, Derek. But <laughs> so, Eric, that's a that's a reference Derek, to a reality. Let me know. Forty thousand uh, DVDs in shop. Is there anyone that is particularly cursed, or <laughs> you know that that you just I don't know. Maybe there's a one title that was particularly. Well, you got me thinking, but um, it's. I mean, I had a call this morning. Uh, it's the horror fans that are looking for stuff, but the horror fans want to own it. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, a girl hung up on me earlier. Because um, once I said, yeah, yeah, we've got that for rent, you know, click, you know. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the horror fans are quite collectors, you know. Um, mm. So, yeah, those get stolen a lot. Oh, oh what? Stealing from the last 
video shop in Melbourne. Have they no shame, Derek? That yeah. is outrageous. <laughs> now, Derek, uh, you would have learnt straight away, having gone from customer to owner of the store, some of the absolute hilarious jokes that our customers love to tell um, over the counter of the store. Just remind us of a few, because I used to work at the video store, and there's always a there's always a couple of classics. Someone drops the DVD back, says, oh, forgot to rewind it. Yeah, yeah, I thought you were going to say that. No one said that in a while, but they've forgotten. Yeah. Um, no, I don't know, really. All right, people have matured. That's why, you know, I, I was dealing yeah. with the riffraff of Brisbane. Before we let you go, Derek, what's the number one DVD that's most hired? What are you constantly checking out there? Um, Picture search in Richmond. It, uh, it changes, I guess. Uh, the At the moment, I get people who probably normally wouldn't want foreign and art house titles actually joining up, being really retro. You know, they know how to find stuff on the internet. Mm. But the one thing they can't find that was only on DVD for a short while in Australia as well, so they can't find a physical copy either. Uh, I'm getting people with more commercial tastes come and join up the video library for American Psycho. Oh! That's with... um. Christian Bale? Christian Bale. Christian Bale, yeah. yeah. How well, about look, that? Look, we thank you for continuing uh, the tradition, for upholding the art form and for uh, providing a safe haven for people who still want that tactile feel of being able to go out and choose the movies they want and hold them in their hand and uh, and read the back. That's what we're all about. The uh, last one in Sydney closed a year ago. <laughs> There's a sci-fi related one in a basement somewhere in Adelaide. Um, <laughs> that sounds... <laughs> Creepy, Derek. I well, tell you. Just look up if we're not here in Richmond in Melbourne. Look up video rental store, and I think we pop up. Yeah, well, we're only one. There's going to be only one. Picture search is the name you want to be searching for. One three nine Swan Street, Richmond. Get on down. Say good day to Derek, and uh, yeah, Derek. Hopefully, we'll catch you again. Okay. Well, thanks. Don't you hate it, Alex Dyson, when you keep witnessing the same mistake happening over and over again? I do. I haven't even talked about it this week, watching Sideshow Bob whack himself in the face of Well, that's a it. That's it, right? I couldn't believe it. Well, after, you'd, after you'd said what you'd said, and then, mm. and then we were discussing it, and then I heard this happening, and I was like, this is Sideshow Bob. And in fact, I was at a cafe yesterday... Standing there, and there was this girl with two coffees uh, in her school uniform, standing at the gutter, I guess, waiting for a ride. This car pulls up. She goes to step into the car, rolls her ankle in the gutter, goes down. There's coffee on the ground. She somehow saved them upright. I'm like, oh, God, are you okay? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm okay. He's like, oh, cool. Do you want me to go grab the door for you? Because she's got a a takeaway in both hands. like, yeah, that'd be good. She goes, oh, I did this yesterday as well. Oh, okay. Well, look, two things. Never ceases to amaze me how into coffee school kids are, okay, because I I honestly don't think I had my first coffee until I was at university. It was a caramel latte, just just sweet enough so that I could stomach it. I didn't know anything about coffee. took me three years of breakfast radio before I could tolerate (laughs) that garbage. (laughs) So so anyway, shout out to the school kids who have much more refined cultured palates than mm. uh, we do. But um, the other thing is, you know, what I mean, if you, when you left school, 
you were lucky enough to go straight into a career in what you had always wanted to do. But what would you have done? Sure. If you did, <laughs> if you didn't, um, I don't know what I would have done because I did creative arts. So I'm not sure what I what I would have done. Probably back at the video store. Well, that's I mean, because yeah. I, I had this idea that if I didn't get into drama school, I was going to become a bus driver. Oh, cool. For a little while, yeah. right? Just uh, driving around. One, I'd probably go train driver over bus driver. Well, see, I quite like driving. So I thought, yeah. oh, that, that might be good. I quite like Brisbane. That was where I was at the time. <laughs> and also, I quite like beaded chair things. <laughs> Like, like you're getting a massage yeah. as you go around. No one does a beaded chair thing like a bus driver, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. And so I've always just thought, I always thought, okay, I reckon I could do that. And the hours would always be like, mm. you, you know, you can, you can work late, you can work night. Anyways, instead I'm here doing this. Yep. And, um, and, uh, you know, don't know if I've mentioned this, but I'm filming a movie. <laughs> Filming a movie, um, man. The, the only, the only, the worst thing that if you'd become a bus driver, the amount of bus stories we would have got. Oh my god! So there was this dude on my bus. So I was turning the bus yesterday. Hey, so I haven't mentioned this, but I'm a bus driver. Oh my god, this would never end. Well, anyways, I, wa- I because I'm filming the movie. I don't do the I don't do the daycare drop off like I normally do. Okay, because I normally do daycare drop off, daycare pickup, etc. But uh, shout out to my partner, Belinda, and daughter, Sophia. You know, they're, uh, they're doing it without me mm-hmm. while I'm filming, doing this stuff. They got COVID as well, did I tell you? Right now? Yes, right now. No, you didn't tell me that. Yeah, you I was didn't tell me you were in close contact. No, I'm not. I'm not with them at the moment. Oh. We all went away. I was supposed to go to, I went to Byron Bay Writers oh. Festival, and then they got it. So you're, you're just... Keep it a wide orbit. Well, yeah. And anyways, look, oh, shout I out. I hope they're okay. I know. I, I mean, they are. They've gotten over the worst of it. But I mean, shout and out actually. Shout to Belinda, good friend of the show and good listener of the show. But yeah, she is. So shout out, Belinda. Love you very much. And I'm, and I'm very sorry that you missed out on. We were supposed to go to Byron Bay together, oh. you know, all of us as a big family, beautiful resort. We're going to have a nice time. They get COVID, stuck in a bedroom mm. at Belle's mum's house. Mm-hmm. Me. Stuck in a two-bedroom villa in um, <laughs> resort. I mean, it was really difficult for me to enjoy that time without them, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, I saw it on your B reels. That bath looked like agony. Was, okay, those, but Belle was those no, bubbles but, were barely coming. Through. I mean, but Belle was really upset about it. But anyway, she's very, she's very, very close to being completely fine by now. Yep. But uh, the Sideshow Bob thing. So Belle, last couple of weeks, has been dropping Sophia at daycare and catching the bus to daycare to drop mm-hmm. the bus off. So uh, one day, one morning, they're driving along. Belle's running. You know, she's, she's, got, she's got a tight timeline to mm-hmm. get to work, etc. So she's like, come on, okay, get on the bus. It's cruising down the road. Suddenly, right, <gasps> a tree branch hanging out onto the road has smashed the um, driver's side window, the um, passenger side window, you off know, the, the bus. Yeah, off the bus. So it completely rips off onto the ground on the footpath. I was in like the, the wing mirror of the yeah, bus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So it smashes off on the ground immediately. Bus stops. Right. Just it has to pull over immediately. Unsafe to drive. Exactly because I mean, there's people getting off the doors. They need that mirror change mm-hmm. lanes. Absolutely, they have to stop. Get off the bus. Everyone gets off the bus. Bell's running late. It's like and the bus driver's like, "I'm sorry, I have to just stay right here. We can't go anywhere." Mm-hmm. So luckily there's another bus, Bell catches it and go, goes on to daycare. Anyway, a couple of days later, they're catching the bus, driving along, <laughs> again, 
The bus is like, sorry, we have to stop. I was like, guys, we did this. Blue did no- <laughs> 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 so, so yeah, that was my sideshow Bob uh, moment. But look, on top of that, please let me know. Let, let me know what you've missed out on um, because of COVID. Because Belinda and Sophia could do with some good cheering up. At your misery. We talked the other day how uh, Bluey in America had some e bands. They were talking about a fluffy little fart, mm-hmm. inappropriate for children, warping the minds of uh, impressionable youth of that particular country. Mm-hmm. And um, things are things are continuing on that particular streak at the moment because <laughs> for uh, uh, for months now, a group of people in America have been petitioning libraries to ban a certain amount of books. The only mm. problem is they don't, the books aren't there, so then <laughs> they can't be banned. What? Um, four, 400 titles, young adult books, LGBTQ characters, scenes describing sexual activity. A town of 2,500 people want the books preemptively banned from this library's collection. But the library doesn't have <laughs> them. No. So they want to just, they want to ban them to make sure that the library never gets them. I guess. Even though the, the library doesn't around have them the and has no intention of getting them. Bonner's Ferry, Idaho is where is the <laughs> the metropolis that we're talking here. Um, but the problem is when you've got such an issue with these books, the methods that they're going for in order to um, you know, spread awareness, they can come back to bite you. I think a little bit of the DJ Khalid came into play uh, the other week <clears throat> in another town where a lady was <laughs> was out protesting, holding up a book, saying this is disgraceful. This book, you know, it's got sexual activity there. This book is child pornography, okay? We cannot be having our children corrupted by this. And so someone saw that and went, oh, really? Okay. Called their bluff, call up the police and go, oh, we've got a lady here who's in possession of child pornography. No, really? <laughs> the police come down. <laughs> And arrest this woman because she keeps going, this is child pornography, but she's holding the book. <laughs> and so the police take her in for questioning. <laughs> and it turns out that it's not, but the, she kind of like backed herself into a corner. We're having to admit that it's, but she, but she okay, she, okay it maybe is, so. it's not, maybe it's not because then, oh no, I'm not in possession. No, like that. So she really, she really played herself in that particular angle. It's, it's also reminiscent of, in the US where they're having the debate of like, should we ban the C word in America being the derogatory term for light-skinned people, cracker? Mm, And so they're having the debate live on television. Um, What word is worse, cracker or the N word? And someone's, you know, pretty astute observation is, uh, probably the word that you're not willing to put up on the screen (laughs) is the worst one. Of these places. It's a funny, I mean, censorship. I find it yep. interesting. It's not, we're not without it here, Alex Dyson. I mean, I, mm-hmm. um, you know, published author, as I'm sure you are as well. There's certain, <laughs> <laughs> you know, You think I was lying about that? <laughs> <laughs> allegedly. Um, 
But they're you're like, right, but it's so I don't funny. Post about it enough yeah, because right. it's like because uh, you know I had to do it. I had to make a uh, a book that was appropriate for the high, a high school version of my book. You know, appropriate for high schools sure. and the curriculum, etc. How was that and, meeting with the man? <laughs> well, that's the thing, because they're like, obviously, you can't use this sort of swear words. You know, these sort of swear gotcha. words in in your book. So we'll have to get rid of them for the school appropriate version. But I'm there going. Where do you think I learned those words? <laughs> like I learned, I all I learned them all at school. I mean, there is the cruel irony: is that if there was a legitimate slice of life movie made about a school, it would be rated R eighteen plus. You would not be allowed. <laughs> I mean, look at Euphoria. It's 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 too confronting for me. I'm like, this is too much. Yeah. <laughs> but school kids, that's just called life. I often wonder sometimes, like, because I know every now and again, you listening, listening in the car with kids. I hope our podcast isn't too corrupt. Well, I mean, we try to we try to keep it feces free as well for the, uh, <laughs> you know, for the delicate ears out there. But sometimes we. But fail. how hard do we try? <laughs> because tell you what, I'd be pretty annoyed. <laughs> I'd think you're not putting enough efforts, gentlemen. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. We will be back again tomorrow, so stay tuned. Until then, keep in touch with us at at matt.n.alex on Instagram. Bye-bye. That's it. The All Day Breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au. Listener.